Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Positively You podcast. I'm so excited about our guest today, Keisha. I've been a fan for quite a while. So having her here and being able to have this conversation is something that I'm super, super excited about and that you guys get to listen into. So Keisha, hi. Jesse, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We're going to dive into a lot of juice today. So I'm, I'm ready to rock. <laughs> yeah, we definitely are. So Keisha, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit for those of you who don't know you yet. But first, before I even get into that, I have to tell you, congratulations. Keisha is a brand new newlywed. You're what, like three weeks in? We are. Yeah, I, I love saying wife. It's so fun. <laughs> it is so fun. Well, congrats. After 13 years. We've been together for 13 years too. So a long time in the making. I mean, anyone that's listening into this, that's like a COVID bride, you get it where we were engaged for three years. So it just feels like a lot of like, whoa, okay. Now, yeah. now we're finally married, which is so fun. Oh, well, congratulations. All right. Well, besides Thank being you, a newlywed, <laughs> let's learn about Keisha. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I have a similar story that I feel like a lot of people can connect with in terms of, I did what I thought that I was supposed to do, even though my gut was telling me that something was off. And what I mean by that is I went to college and I got my corporate job and then I started climbing my way up the corporate ladder. And I, you know, because we become a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group, I felt like it was normal, but internally I felt like something was off because on paper, everything made sense. I had great managers. I actually had great career trajectory. I made great income. So I wasn't in one of those situations where my back was against the wall and I like hated my boss and I didn't want to work that job, but but intuitively something was just like uncomfortable and off and I couldn't shake it. And often I would, you know, literally like sit on the floor of my then boyfriend, now husband's uh, apartment. I'd be like, Oh, like what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I figure out what my thing is? And he's like, Keisha, like, look at what, like, look at what you're doing. Like you're in such a great situation. And because it's so normalized to just like accept good rather than go for your version of great. Uh, I felt really weird. And I felt like I was really under like not understood by people. So I decided to start a side business, which for me, my first business was in January of 2014 in network marketing. And I built it before and after work and built up a community doing that. Got a lot of opportunities to speak on cool stages. I made lots of income and really just made a lot of impact and learned how to be an entrepreneur. And then, um, Sina, my now husband, and I moved from, we were living in New York city at that time while he was going to NYU dental school. We moved to San Diego and I decided crap, like this gut feeling is coming up again for me. And I'm always really, really like, I mean, Jesse, you and I are very aligned to this. I'm like helping women live lives that they're obsessed with, that they're really excited mm -hmm. about, that they're passionate about. So when that gut feeling came up and I wanted to shove it down because again, on paper, everything made sense. Um, but it didn't feel like it was aligned anymore. And I didn't really know why, but I just knew that I had to follow that gut feeling rather than trying to shove it down and pretend like it didn't exist. I was like, let me use this as a compass to make a change because my body is literally telling me 
it's time to do something different. So yeah. I didn't know what that was, which is why I started my podcast, Empower Her, at the end of 2018 with the intention of, I'm not seeing a lot of podcasters at that time in this space that were pulling back the curtain and just saying, I don't know what the heck I'm doing with my life right now, but let me bring you along on the ride. And um, I'm a huge proponent that if something's not being represented the way that you think it should, it's often because you're supposed to be the representation. Mm. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to like tell people I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to bring them along on the ride. And when I felt like I was lost, I'm interviewing, like I'm Googling, like who wrote a book on feeling like you're lost. And I'm finding someone who did that and bringing them on the show and asking them questions that I want to know, but also that my audience wants to know. And from then turned into building up a whole new business, stepping away from that prior business. And now I help podcasters launch, grow, scale, monetize, do women's events, and speak. So that's, that's me. I live in Denver now with my now husband and our dog Lizzie. And I'm just trying to figure it out as we go. (laughs) Right. I think that's like the key there. We're all trying to figure out as we go. And something that you mentioned as you're explaining, you know, your, your life path and how you got here is on paper, everything looked good. And there is like that prescribed paper that we all try to follow a little bit. Right. Go to college, get married, get the job, have the kids. And then you were like, okay, And so when you branch out from this, there's no paper to follow. There's no guideline. Like that gut feeling is so scary to follow because you followed a path. You followed what other people wrote down and you're like, okay, well now I have to step off and it's dark and I don't know where the step is and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm going to shine this flashlight in this dark area. And I don't know what I'm going to find. Yeah. And it, it actually really brings up kind of like what I think is the most important thing that we can do as women that are ambitious go-getters that want to level up in our life, career, relationships, business, whatever it is that, you know, people listening into this can connect with is at the root of it all. If you can focus on building confidence and your belief in yourself that you can figure things out, then you can do anything, right? Because life is going to throw curveballs and it's going to be hard. Sometimes if anyone's in the entrepreneurial space, you have your best day and your worst day in the same hour. It's crazy. Like you're mm-hmm. like, I can do anything. And then you're crying on your bathroom floor. Like your snot mascara is like getting together in your mouth. You're just like, Oh, this sucks. That's so normal. Um, but at the root of it, I'm always focused on just how can I build more confidence in myself as a human being? So no matter what happens, I can always default to, I can figure this out. Even if it feels hard, even if I don't know how I just believe in myself. And so for anyone that's listening into this, I would challenge you to make sure that you're setting up your life in a way that you're giving yourself an opportunity to put deposits in what I like to think of as your confidence bucket. So it's like every single day that you show up and keep a promise to yourself, it's like you're putting a deposit into your bucket, plop, 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 right? So when somebody to your point, Jesse, like doesn't understand your life path, if you decide to make a change and you're like, you feel really confused and like you're in the dark, you don't know what to do. And they give you feedback that isn't helpful. It feels like they smack the side of your bucket and a little bit of your confidence sloshes out Mm. because you're human. Like as much as we can say, don't care what other people think, create your own path, you know, all that, like, yes, that makes sense. Yet as humans, we're primarily like designed to want to belong in community. So we do care what people think. It's just getting to the point of caring what you think the most. And that when people say stuff that bugs you or that like hurts your feelings because you're a human that you can still continue on because not all of your confidence is depleted. So on a daily basis, I'm really focused on like, what are these like little micro goals so I can give myself these little dopamine hits, but also these little deposits because I know that it's going to be hard. And when you're going through different seasons of life, having to navigate, you know, ups and downs, it's like, I just have to believe that I can, I can keep going, even if 
I don't really understand what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm curious what that looks like on an actual daily basis. Yeah. What does a, a confidence deposit look like? I mean, you are exuding confidence to me right now, but I know we're not all at that point, right? We're all on different paths of this journey. Yeah. So if I'm someone that's like, okay, Keisha, I hear you, yeah. but like my confidence bucket is empty. Like what are those things that I can be doing to build that daily confidence? Yeah. So I actually want to answer this in a different way that just came up for me in my head. So we're told, like, I love this question, but we're told not to compare ourselves to other people. And we know that, but I think what I have actually struggled with even more than comparing myself to other people is I compare myself to a prior version of myself when the circumstances were different. Mm-hmm. So to answer this question, I think the first like thing to, that comes to mind is like identifying the season that you're in right now, right? So yes, I do actually have a ton of confidence in myself that I build on a daily basis. And I can tell you what that looks like, but I'll tell you that it changes completely dependent upon season. Yeah. So for example, last um, June, we got a call that my husband's dad's cancer was back. The day before we got that call, I was crushing through podcasts. I could do one-on-one calls. I was like speaking on stuff. Like I could do anything. Like I was like in my prime, in my business at that season, as soon as we got that call and it was like, you guys need to go from Austin where we were living at the time up to Seattle because it's terminal and he's got weeks. All of a sudden we got up there and I was like, I can barely do anything. If I would have compared myself and the things that I needed to do to build confidence to a prior version of me, even the day before I would have constantly felt like I was failing because all of a sudden I was in a season that it was more survival mode of like, what do I need to do to support myself in this season and build confidence and belief in myself in this season. So in that type of a season, it's like, drink your freaking water. It's move your body for 30 minutes. It's, you know, like do one thing to move the needle forward, or it's like, give yourself some radical compassion and grace or like ask for help. Like that might be the season that someone's in right now. For me, it's like, you know, I like to pick like, what are the three things that are going to move the needle forward in my business? And like, that's my, you know, quote, quote cake and everything else is sprinkles on top. But if I crush that cake, like, Woo, let's freaking go. You can't stop me. Right. So I'm like giving myself these tiny little things that are really easy to do. And also easy not to do, to give myself these little micro layups. I still do it now. Like I make my to-do list. I'm like, okay, what are the three things that are actually going to move the needle forward the most? If I get those done today, everything else, cool. But these three things, like, let's go. But I also am giving myself a to-do list that's manageable, right? Mm -hmm. Because how often do we go to bed at the end of the night? And especially as women, for some reason, we do this more than men. Like, Sina does not do this. I do this. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these things that I need to do. I'm like, if every single day you're going to bed feeling like you're failing, you should expect that you're digging at your own confidence daily, right? So asking yourself, what type of season of life am I in? Uh, In my career, in my business, in my relationships, my whatever it is that I'm working on. And how can I set goals, tiny little micro goals to give myself those deposits in this season? And it could be something so freaking small, like show my face on Instagram stories because I'm building a business at this stage of my career. That's not something for me, right? But maybe it is pitch myself to be on a podcast that's going to help drive traffic into my podcast or whatever that is, right? So micro goals, tiny things. I love that. And I love how, you know, at the end of the night, you're so right about you lay there and think about all of the things that we didn't get done. And it's like, what if we flip that? And instead yeah. was like focused on the three things that went into build the cake. Right. I yeah. love your analogy. Yeah. And if we did that, like just that sh- simple shift in focus would empower you the next day, instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so behind because of all the things I didn't get done yesterday. That's now added to today. Instead, your mindset is like, okay, I got all of this done. Cool. What can I do to add to that tomorrow? Like 
it's these tiny shifts, like you're saying, like these micro goals that you're making that make it so much easier to tackle. I think sometimes we look at like the big, huge picture and just felt so overwhelmed. And it's like, girl, break it down. Yeah. Well, especially because I can guess that a lot of women listening into the show, and I feel like you'll be able to connect to this too, because I'm like this, where I have a big vision of where I want to go. Like I am not yet the person who can accomplish that big vision. And I think we let that scare us. Like if there's a big space between where we are now and where we want to go, like that space can feel really overwhelming. If we're not cautious, we can label it as intimidating or ask ourselves really crappy questions. Like how am I ever going to get there? Or look around at other people and think that they're getting there more quickly than us. And they have something that we don't like, we do that as humans, unfortunately. So it's like reminding yourself that that space between where you are now and where you want to go is actually needed to qualify yourself to become the person that can accomplish that big thing. Because truth of the matter is, if I got all of my big dreams right now, like poof, like popped, you know, like into my lap, I literally couldn't maintain them, right? Like I couldn't maintain that life. I wouldn't have the habits. I wouldn't have the belief. I wouldn't feel like I earned it. Like I wouldn't get to have that pride of like knowing that I worked hard for it because it just got given to me. And I wouldn't even have like the back end, you know, for me from a business perspective, I wouldn't have the back end systems of my business. I wouldn't know how to handle that much, you know, feedback. For example, like I help a lot of podcasters that want to scale their shows. And I'm like, okay, how many of you have done group calls with them where I'm like, how many of you would love to have 1 million downloads on your show this month? And the chat always goes wild. Like, yeah, Katie, she's like, wow, right? Like me, me, me. And I'm like, interesting because right now on my show Empower Her, where we have about 250,000 downloads a month. And I'm like, I personally definitely want to get to a million plus, but I actually don't want it right now because the level of confidence that I have, I can handle the amount of ears that I have right now, but I need that time to keep building up my own confidence. Cause as much as I do have confidence, when you get more feedback, that also means you get more negativity. And I need to just keep on focusing on how to just believe in myself, despite what other people think. I want more time until I get there instead of wishing that it came faster. So it's a different reframe on it because so often we're like, ah, I just want to be there. But I'm yeah. like, I actually like that I need a little bit of time to qualify myself so I can handle it. And then everything doesn't spontaneously combust, you know? Right. I think that that's a great idea because yeah, you said you put the question in the chat and everyone goes wild. And we're talking about podcasting, but relate that to any goal you have. If you could snap your fingers right now and have that goal and everyone, I guarantee raise their hands. But I like the, the vision that you gave me as a backend system. If you're thinking of a business and all of the backend stuff that you have to build before enables that business to run how it's supposed to. Yeah. And if we can shift into that mindset of like, I'm building the back end, I'm doing all of this because I, I'm not going to be able to maintain that person. Like it wouldn't happen. I think that's something that we really don't lean into a lot. No. Well, I mean, you can even take it to like a health perspective, right? Like we think I want to have this like body, for example, and we're like, okay, I just want to look like this. But if you don't have the habits and the coping mechanisms Like, and, you know, even just the habit of exercising and drinking water and sleeping and eating well, like you won't maintain it. So then what are you going to make that mean? Cause as humans, we're, we're like meaning creating machines, right? If you can't maintain it because you haven't built up the infrastructure to support it, are you, is it actually going to hurt more because you're going to have it? And then it's going to instantly go away. And then you're going to think that you're not capable. Instead, you could build it up and then you can get to the point where then you can actually maintain it. And it doesn't feel as hard and difficult because you've built it with these micro steps along the way. Yeah. Ooh, I love that where it would go away. And then what does that end up meaning? Yeah. 
that's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could see us right now. Just like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh goodness. I mean, such good stuff because I think both of us talk about, you know, building a life that you're freaking in love with that. You just, yeah. you wake up every day, your head over heels excited. It's like where you're at with like newlywed phase, right? You're just pumped yeah. about everything. You love saying the word husband, but like how, so how do we shift from being focused on the end goal and just visualizing that? Because I do think visualizing and knowing where you want to go is really important, but how do we shift that then to be more in love with the process? Cause I think like a lot of us get that, like it's the journey, not the destination, yeah. right? Like insert whatever Pinterest quote you want, but like, how do we actually, or how have you even, like you said, we're on this yeah. journey together with you. Like, how have you shifted yeah. into enjoying more of the process? Cause it's easy to say, right. But like all of oh, us really yeah. do, like, we still do just want to be there. <laughs> it, it, it sounds fluffy. Um, but I think it's like, really, I've just raised the necessity in my head around the fact that the process is needed and the outcome is not guaranteed, but the process is. And I look at my own like trajectory of what I've done in my career. And I'm like, I set a goal. And the purpose of setting the goal is to be able to visualize yourself like achieving the goal. But what we really want from achieving the goal is the feelings that we think that we're going to get if we achieve that goal. So I like to think about it as along the way, like what are the little like pit stops that are kind of like the milestones in pursuit of that goal that you get to then check in with yourself, feel proud of yourself for the progress that you're making because it gives you what you think you're going to get when you accomplish that thing. And if we don't get focused on the process and how much it's needed in terms of the fact that like every single little micro milestone is an opportunity to celebrate yourself and build confidence. And it's an opportunity to recognize that you are lapping a prior version of you who was too scared to try, or you are really actually making so much progress and who you're becoming as a human. If you wait until you get where you want to go, what I am afraid of is that you'll get there and you'll muscle your way there, but then you look back at the path that you took towards getting there. And it was so unfulfilling. And you put your relationships on the back burner, your health on the back burner. You just hustled because you were so freaking focused on getting to the goal. You robbed yourself of the entire opportunity to build confidence and have that fulfillment and joy along the way. That when you get there, you don't want to go for the next goal. So it's like raising the necessity that the journey and celebrating the journey is actually required. Although everyone says it in such a fluffy way, it's like from a practical perspective, you won't get to your big vision because when you get to your goal that you currently have right now, you're going to believe that you can get to the next goal, which means you're going to want to set a bigger goal. But the disclaimer there is if you don't like the path and you feel like everything else is falling apart in your life, you might proactively throw in the towel and not go for that bigger vision, which robs you of the fulfillment, joy, and pride of going for that bigger vision. And it robs everybody else around you who needs to see a testimony of what's possible for them to through your life's example. And there's enough examples of people that are hustling their face off and all their relationships are falling apart and their health falling apart and they're not happy in pursuit. If you feel this desire on your heart to actually be someone that likes the process, embody it because other people need to see it too. So it's like raising the necessity of the need for it and then raising the necessity of how you can contribute to society and changing the narrative of what goals actually and pursuing goals actually looks like if it annoys you. Because like I said at the beginning, even with the podcast, if it's not being represented the way that you think it should, it's because you're supposed to be the representation. And if you claim that and own it, you're like, you know what? I think it is kind of crap that our whole society is just like posting carefully curated content and pretending like our ish is all together all the time. It's like, I think that's crap. So I'm going to be more transparent. 
right? Embody what you wish existed, including if it is bugging you that you're like, I just really want to like the process. Like, I don't want to be this person who's waiting until I get to some arbitrary goal to feel proud of myself. I want to feel proud of myself now. Good. Now go do it. Now go show people. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's such like an internal, like visceral thing for me. Cause it bugs me. And I'm always saying that to people, like not in a negative way, but like looking around at like problems that you want to solve in the world, whether it's working with a company that helps solve that, you know, that issue in the world that bugs you, or whether you're seeing something that you're like, I wish this could be done a different way, or like something just kind of like twerk, like, like, just like irks you, not twerks you. You could, it could twerk you <laughs> or irk you, but it irks you. I'm like, gosh, like I'm so annoyed with like how polished everybody tried to like pretend like they are on social media. I'm like, I don't like that. Okay. Well, like, let me not be it then. I'm not going to contribute to this narrative. Why don't I start showing up? Like I've been doing recently on Instagram stories. I'm like, I'm not doing filters anymore because I don't want to not recognize what my face looks like as a real human stuff like that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. And I love that. And I'm, I'm curious then like what daily things that you do personally to help you stay kind of in that mindset and not getting too off track? Like, are there, do you like meditate? Do you journal? Like, what are some practical things you do? Yeah. So I'm really big on habit stacking because I'm really squirrely. Like my brain is very squirrely. So things that I do, I look for things that I do every single day. And then I say, how can I add something to it? And I think about habits in different seasons, like like I'm layering a cake, right? So for example, I always brush my teeth and do the full Sonicare rotation. My Mm -hmm. husband used to be a dentist. So like Sonicare rotation is big in our house. And, um, every morning when I brush my teeth, I'm priming my brain thinking about what I'm excited about for the day ahead. So I'm deciding it's not my responsibility. And I think as humans, it's not a responsibility for our first thought when we wake up in the morning for like, Oh, I'm tired. Or like blah, blah, blah. But we're responsible for our second thought. So the first one's free. The second one, you got to like own something that's actually going to be helpful for you. So for me, the first thing that I do is I brush my teeth. Like I go straight into the bathroom and I brush my teeth and I'm thinking, okay, what do I have going on on my calendar today that I can be excited about? Like, how am I going to show up today and just make this day count? Like I, I just have this, um, awareness of the fragility of life. Part of it comes from losing two friends at age 30, mm-hmm. one in a freak accident and one with stage three ovarian cancer. And it's like, we hear so often, like your days are numbered here and you don't know the count and like live every day. Like it's your life, but like truly like you don't actually know. And I think all of us can say that we've lost someone in our life and you can use that as power to like step into how can I make brushing my teeth, make me grateful that I'm existing today. And it's, it's so basic, but it's so freaking powerful. So in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm thinking about what I'm excited about. And then I have to move my body within the first hour of the day, because if I don't, (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen with all this energy. I'm going to, yeah, it's real so hard. I don't know where I'm going to be. And then at the end of the night, it's super simple where I'm brushing my teeth and I'm asking myself, what am I proud of for today? And it can never be what I did, but instead how I acted in what I did. So it's not, oh, you got that website done. Like, good, you did all the copy for the website. It's like, you showed up. It's hard for you to focus for that long on website content, but like, look at you, how, look at how you look at how you showed up. So it's very specific to what I need to hear from myself. And the entire time I'm brushing my teeth with like a minute and a half, I'm doing that. So simple, but so powerful. And I'm always looking for those little tiny things to do because I've tried to have massive morning routines. I'm like, I'll do the five minute, like cold shower and then I'll journal for an hour and then I'll meditate. I'm like, I'm not going to do this every day. Like, no way. So when you hear for anyone listening into this, when you hear ideas of things, try it on for size, see if it sticks with you. And if it doesn't, don't make that mean that you're not capable of building a life that you're obsessed with. Maybe you just don't want to journal for an hour and you're fine. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I love what you're saying too, because it goes back to that feeling when you're talking about the goal, it wasn't like, what's the goal going to be? It's like, how's that going to feel? And I think that's what you're kind of bringing into like your daily thing too. Like not what did I get done, but like, how did I feel? How did I show up? And I think like making that distinction is so powerful because then we can start to embody those feelings every single day, right? Like Mm -hmm. most of the thing is like, what I want to feel successful. I want to feel seen. I want to feel heard and loved. And those are things that we can do today before we even hit that far off goal. Like we can embody those things that we're actually searching for right now. Just yes, Jesse. Like that's the whole point of it all, right? Where it's like, you set the vision of where you want to go, because if you don't have a vision that you want to go towards, then you don't get to feel like you're making progress. And as humans, we crave progress. Like think about how uncomfortable you feel when you're like spinning your wheels or just like stagnant. But in what you just said, I I think it's really powerful to visualize what are the feelings that you're expecting to get when you accomplish that goal? And then saying, how can I challenge my brain to say, how can I get some of that now? Mm-hmm. It's, it's that simple, tiny little question that can make a massive amount of impact. It's like, I, I know I want to feel like one of the reasons that I wanted to be an entrepreneur is I wanted more freedom and flexibility in my schedule. I can get a lot of that now if I put in boundaries, right? I wanted to feel like I was making an impact on people when I started this podcast. So like asking them to share it or DM me, like I can get that feeling now and I can really like feel into it with every single person that messaged me. And now that's become much more, but at the beginning, like I really let, let myself feel it and took the time to like answer those messages. So how can you get it now? And you can. (laughs) Yeah, you totally can. You know, and relating that to anything, you know, I want a happy marriage. That's something that every, I would think everyone would want if they're married and being like, okay, well then today, what can I do? I don't know. Is that maybe responding with love instead of criticism? Is that maybe like not being passive aggressive, you know, or I am feeling really lonely. I want to have more friends. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe slide into someone's DMS, maybe like call somebody up, maybe go out to lunch, like say hi to the mom sitting next to you at your kid's soccer game. Like there's so many ways that you can embody the feeling that you want today. It just takes, I think it takes being aware to even know what that feeling is. Mm. And sometimes that's scary. I think a lot of us aren't in touch with ourselves and in touch with being aware with what we even want. Yeah. And we're not often dreaming big enough or saying what we actually want to allow that to even unlock in our brain. Cause we're often adopting the beliefs of other people of what they think is possible for us. We're taking feedback from people who've never actually done what we want to do and not recognizing that as much as they have the best of intentions, often it's like, we're asking people who've never built a business, what they think of our new business idea. And they're coming from their own place of how much risk tolerance they have. It's like, if you're in the entrepreneurial space or you're building a side business to any degree, you have to be a little bit comfortable with risk. You have to be, a, you have to jump a little bit, like it's required, but someone who's never done that, they don't understand the feelings that are coming up from you. And they also don't understand the fulfillment that comes from it. So they're naturally going to want to keep you safe and protect you from what they believe is the right way to do life. But I always play it out to, am I more afraid of failure? And what that really means is for most people is other people watching us fail, thinking that they're going to make that mean something about us. Right. Mm -hmm. Or regret. I'm like the idea of getting to the end of my TBD amount of days here with a coulda, woulda, shoulda of the things that I wanted to do or resentment for somebody else because I lived a life that they prescribed for me. I can't live with that. That like eats me away. I don't care if someone thinks I'm stupid or they don't like my idea or they don't like my podcast or they leave. Like, 
what? I'm not going to yeah. die. But the, the feeling of not living a life that I feel really excited about when I've got one shot here, like I'm not, I just can't, I can't sit with that. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I just don't even care anymore because yeah. I have to go for it. And of course that took building up a lot of belief. And it, it comes from those tiny little things where you do something that maybe somebody else doesn't understand, but you stay true to it because you know, it's aligned for you. You learn how to navigate other people's opinions, even when they don't get it. And you learn that you can be curious about other people, but you can't make their opinions weigh so much when they're not the ones that are living your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like what you said about um, figuring out where your fear is coming from. If it's that fear yeah. of failure or that fear of regret. And I, I can, le- I can relate to that so much. So I had the idea to start the positively you podcast for like two or three years. I was a podcast yeah. junkie. I was taking them all in and I kept thinking like, I love doing that. I would love this. I would love this. But then that little inkling of fear came up, came up, came up, came up. And not that things should always take like a near death experience, but it took a near death experience yeah. where our car almost rolled. Anyway, as a whole thing, I've talked about it on here before. And as we were processing the accident that almost took our whole family, I kept coming back to like, I'd be so mad if this was done and I didn't do what I really wanted to do. And two months later, I launched the podcast. So not saying that you need that, but you know, you said this at the beginning, like our life isn't this infinite thing. Like it, it, it does stop at some point. And so getting, pushing past that and being like, I get to live my life, the one I want, the one that excites me. And it might be really, really scary and it might not make sense to a lot of people, but like, gosh, it's so important. I think to push past that and live because everything just gets so much brighter and you're just like living. Like, I just like feel my heart, like expanding as I'm saying this, like you're just so much more open and life is so much brighter and bigger. And the connections you make are huge. And I think that fear Mm -hmm. is a huge, huge part of keeping us back from that. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because of like, if you can just get yourself to take the first step, then you do get that dopamine hit. Right. So it's like asking yourself for anyone listening into this, that like you have an idea on your heart, maybe it is you want to run a marathon or you want to start a podcast or you want to start a business or you want to move to a different city or you want to leave that relationship that's still aligned. It's like asking yourself, like, what is it that I can do in the next 24 hours that I can move the needle forward. Like just to give myself that quick dopamine hit. You probably, most people listening into this, myself included, um, can't run a marathon, a full marathon tomorrow, but I no. definitely can sign up for one and I can start a training plan. Uh, maybe you don't know how to start a podcast or you don't know about this business you want to launch, but you can find someone that's done it and you can ask them for help. You can sign up for a program. You can reach out to someone on LinkedIn who's in the career path or the company that you want to be working at right? You can decide to get some more self-awareness, take a test about like your Enneagram type or your love languages. If you want to improve your marriage, like you can do something in the next 24 hours, you can apologize. If there's an apology that's sitting on your heart that you need to actually take to, to mend up a relationship that is bugging you, that you know that that's what you actually need to do to live a life that you're obsessed with. Is there some conversations that you need to have? You need to tell, you can tell someone what support looks like because so often we like to point the finger at other people and say, they don't support me, but it's like, they might not even know what that looks like Yeah, because we didn't choose to tell them. They might not know this thing is important to us because we didn't choose to loop them in on our vision. They might not even know that this is actually a big thing. Like I said this to podcasters all the time. It's like, you expect people to be excited about your podcast, but you're saying that it's just this little podcast that you're doing on the side. I'm like, People are going to treat it like a little podcast. You're teaching people how to treat you. Right. So I I just like, we have to take, we have to give ourselves compassion and grace because humaning is hard sometimes, but 
also we have to take radical responsibility of like, what can we own to actually start moving in the right direction rather than sitting around complaining or in analysis paralysis, waiting for the quote unquote right time, waiting for things to quote unquote slow down. I'm like, why do things slow down? Like they're never. not, right? They're not. So. I think two things are so key that you put there. The compassion. I will preach that all day long. Like whenever you're doing any type of like work on yourself, like compassion, 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 so needed, but then that radical responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's a great question to kind of leave everybody with is like, what is something, one thing you can do in the next 24 hours that's going to yeah. move something forward? Whatever that thing is, it's on your heart. What is the one small thing that you can do in the next 24 hours to move that forward and take radical responsibility on creating the life that you want? Drops the mic, Jesse. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> well, Keisha, I've loved our conversation with you, but I know you have something in the works coming up this fall that I want to make sure I let everyone know about your, <gasps> is it your first in-person event? It is. Yeah. So I have a podcast empower her and the community around it. I'm just like, I need to get these women together in person. Like, you know, there's so much yeah. power in being in a room with like-minded women that get it. And when you tell them they're, they're, you know, your ideas, they don't think that you're crazy. They're like, how can I help support you? And how can we go there together? Um, so I am hosting my first live event. It's called empower her live in Phoenix, Arizona, October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And it's going to be 500 plus women from all across the country. We've got epic guests speakers and a lot of opportunities for connection and cool panels. And just like, it's going to be a very supportive, fun, high vibe, but very transformational weekend for people. So, you know, and full transparency, Jesse, like I, and a lot of people can probably connect with this feeling of when you haven't done something before, there's so many feels that come up for you, right. Where you're like, Oh my gosh, can I do this? Am I capable of doing this? And all, all those fears, but it's like, when you know, like viscerally in your body, you're like, this is such a hell yes, <laughs> that I have to do this. You'll work through all the fears. So yeah. if you right now listening into this, have something on your heart that you've been working on and you're like, Oh, can I ever, can I do this? Please know you're not alone. And those feelings that come up of like, am I capable? And can I do this? But also understand that like tap back into why, cause I keep visualizing like 500 women celebrating, connecting with each other. I'm like, this is so worth it. Like, keep going. You can do this. So yes, I'm very excited about it. Yes. And I can totally relate. I know exactly what you're talking about, where you're so excited about this. And then I know in the same moment, you're also like on the court, on the floor crying, yeah. like, why is this on my heart? I can't do this. I've never done yeah. it before. So I, to I totally relate to you on that. Yeah. But I'm so excited. I like the event looks absolutely amazing. Every time I see something pop up about it, I'm like, yes, go Keisha. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate so that. I'll link info to that. If anyone is interested in grabbing a ticket and heading down to Phoenix in October, it's going to be absolutely amazing. And You're Keisha, amazing. we can find you. I know you're super active over on Instagram, anywhere else you want to lead people over to. Yeah. Instagram is my favorite. It's just at Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. And my podcast is called empower her. Come connect with me there. I love, love like responding to DMS of people that listened into the show. So obviously even like, if you listen into this, tag us and remember that if you're listening right now, that we're having this conversation, but we visualize like you're sitting with us. So let us know that you listen so we can yep. be like, yeah, what's up girl. Um, cause I'd love to get to connect with you too. So yep. My favorite part of it. All right. Well, yes. Keisha, thank you so much. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate you. Yep. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. 
If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.